I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi there. Welcome to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly podcast where we take the timeless questions of Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City and ask if they are still relevant for today. This week, you are joined by Pete Juno Dawson and Scout Dylan B. Jones, uh, your happy little Sex and the City dogs. Oh, and we've we've left out beautiful Elizabeth Taylor from later on as well. That would be a great Sex and the City pub quiz question. Like, name all name of the dogs all three dogs from the Sex and the City. Pete, Scout, and Elizabeth <laughs> Taylor. There you go. And Miranda's cat, Fatty. 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 Yeah, Fatty yeah. the cat. Yeah. This week, we have been watching, I believe, season three, episode 10, All or Nothing. Um, Dylan, tell us us what happens. So, uh, obviously, the main continuing storyline for this and the next couple uh, is Carrie's affair with Mr. Big. Yes. And it kind of eclipses the other three, doesn't it? Which is fine. Because uh, it's so dramatic and mm-hmm. so kind of exciting. Um, but the other three, in this one, Miranda has, I thought, quite sort of disgusting, like, <laughs> phone sex with, um, what's he called? David? George. Called David? George. George. Charlotte is sort of negotiating her prenup mm-hmm. and we get to see Bunny McDougal again mm-hmm. and Samantha has got coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I mean, we don't often do this because we save our chat for when we're recording, but I was compelled while I was watching Sex and the City this morning to message Dylan to say, why isn't she wearing PPE? <laughs> she touches Samantha's nose. Isn't it weird how we've like changed over the last year year to be shocked by things like this? But now? I will say this, Dylan, touch wood, I've not had a cold this winter. I was thinking that too. Clearly like the precautions work mm. because I have not been ill. I used to be so down on those kind of tourists who would come to London and wear their face masks. Mm. Like kind of like, geez, paranoid much? No, it's just a really good way to stop spreading coughs and colds. Who who (laughs) knew? um, My friend Cassandra, who's this fabulous um, East London drag queen, is of Chinese descent and she was talking about how like a stereotype how like Brits always made fun of Chinese tourists for coming over and wearing face masks and she was like well the sh- well the shoes on the other foot now isn't it Who's laughing now bitch oh yeah. you can't you're dead So um, no but I mean that did that did 
that, that one scene where Carrie looks after Samantha, I was like, yeah. Samantha should be self-isolating. <laughs> she shouldn't be within two meters of another person. Carrie <laughs> certainly shouldn't be blowing her nose and hugging her. Um, I thought Kim Cattrall played played sick very well. <laughs> I, I love how we've started off with this because it's just so relevant to our, yeah, for the age we, we just... live in. But um, let's discuss Samantha's cure-all medicine, which is cough syrup and orange soda served over ice. <gasps> Do you know what? Like, I actually thought if it was like a sweet cough syrup, mm. that could actually be quite nice. I'm going to Google what rappers call purple drank. Yeah. Because I what want to it? know if there is a difference between purple drank <laughs> and... And, what's, and Samantha's mum's... Okay, so it's also called Lean, also known as Purple Drank, is a recreational drug beverage prepared by combining prescription-grade cough syrup with a soft drink and hard candy. The concoction originated in Houston, Texas, and is popular in the hip-hop culture with those who reside in the southern United States. It basically is what Samantha's drinking. It kind of is. So... Lean refers to abusers having difficulty in standing up straight. Purple drank refers to its typically purple hue. Um, and the cough syrups are often purple in colour. Other nicknames include Sizzup Syrup, Drank Bar, Purple Jelly, Wok, Texas Tea, Dirty Sprite and Sukuni. So I like you need, dirty Sprite. You need prescription cold medicine or cough syrup that contains both promethazine and codeine but is this it this isn't a bright and gin recipe is it (laughs) (laughs) no you would not mix this with bright and gin but over the cold over the counter cold medicine that licks that lists dextromethorphan i bet Mm. it's it's america so i bet american prescription cough medicine is fucking i bet it's way more hardcore because like what's in my favorite um is benalin sometimes if i can't sleep um, oh. I take Benalin chesty cough, which is purple. Mm. I don't want the non-drowsy one. Are you on crack? Like <laughs> the whole point I'm taking is to become drowsy. Um, so I'm trying to work out what the active ingredient in Benalin is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this week's Sex and the City God, what podcast. Has this, what has this year done to us, honestly? Specifications. Like, um, ingredients. Okay, now, Benalin contains diphenhydramine hydrochloride leather menthol. So now that doesn't have the active ingredient of Samantha's hugely addictive. <laughs> when taken in prescribed quantities, cough syrup is quite safe, but dangers arise in higher doses since promethazine is a depressant of the central nervous system and codeine is a respiratory depressant. It can cause yeah. one to stop breathing. So Samantha had like a full like blender full of it. So, <laughs> basically, what we're saying is, for the love of God, prevention is better than cure. Hands face space, and then she wouldn't have needed. I mean, can you, I can you imagine this... when we're allowed back out in the wild, like the notion of kissing a stranger? Yeah, like I don't know if I want to go back to that. I think I'll, I think I'll be all right getting back to that. <laughs> oh my God, it's. I think we're all going to be a lot more germphobic in twenty twenty one. I think for a while, but I think it's like, and we saw it a little bit over the summer um, when we thought it was over, but it wasn't. Um, People slip back into old habits so easily. I I remember getting Um, a hug. Somebody came mm. up and gave me a hug and I was like, oh, oh. Um, It was not, it was, yeah. 
Oh no, I need to. When when we're all vaccinated, I will rediscover my love of human contact. But we're not we're not there yet. We're just not. Um, so anyway, um, Samantha's cough syrup to one side for a second. I guess we should start with Carrie and Big. Yeah. God, the music in this episode, like whenever it was like addressing that, it was like that, that kind of like sultry, almost like if you watch like an 80s drama, it was like that. And I loved it. Oh, what was that? Do, 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 do. Yeah. Um, with yeah. loads and loads of shots of Sarah Jessica Parker's sweaty, concave stomach. Yeah. Like we get it. Um, she works out. It was a different, it was a markedly different tone though, this episode, wasn't it? It was like really kind of, sort of sexy and serious mm. but it was cool i liked it apart from like miranda's phone sex but we'll get to that. yeah in some ways this little story arc because obviously it's one story that is told over like five episodes feels quite not sex in the city because yeah. at the same time you've got this running thread running alongside charlotte's storyline with Trey. So all of a sudden it feels much less episode. Serious. Yeah, much less episode of the week. And yeah, much true. more like an ongoing scripted, almost a soap. It feels a bit more yeah. soapy in some ways. Um but yeah, I mean, I suppose the reason they kind of shoot Carrie and Big in sex vision, as I will call it, is I mm. suppose to distinguish from her very sort of um PG-13 dynamic with Aiden. And yeah. like Samantha says during her flu, which is there are two types of men in this world, the ones who'll hold your hand and the ones who fuck you. And Carrie's voiceover is like, I'd slept with both in the last 40 hours. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Carrie. Oh, Carrie. Oh, it's so good, though. It's it like we said is. before, like, it's so good. Mm. And, like, I was just like, I almost got shivers when, like, um she steps out to meet him with um what's the dog called Pete. again with Pete and um it's so intense and they're like fighting walking down the street and it's Walk, just so yeah. good um yeah and then the dog is scared yeah it's all oh. just so hectic and dramatic it's to put it's put it into context basically the episode starts with Carrie vowing that it will yeah. never happen again it was a one time slip up <laughs> and she's in love with Aiden and she confesses to Samantha in what is one of my favourite scenes of the mm. whole franchise. It's the one that makes me really, really sad that Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall despise each other because it's so perfect. And yes, of her friends, of course she told Samantha yeah, because of course. she knows that Samantha isn't going to judge her. Mm. And, and then when, when Carrie says, don't you want to judge me just a little bit? And Samantha says, not my, not style. my style and gives her a wink. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, it's so perfect. And I love, I love that. Like, um, I always talk about like Samantha's quite sort of motherly caring moments. And this is one of them, which I always love. And I love that. Like the first thing she does when Carrie tells her is she's sort of like clearing up. And then as soon as Carrie tells her, she doesn't react, but she does just like quickly pour a glass of wine. <laughs> We're not finished. Um, okay, so I thought it was time for bed, but it's not. Yeah. Um, and do you know what really kind of warmed my heart about this is I re it made me realize that like in this situation, um, I am the Samantha. Like friends like come to me and tell me like things like that because they know that I'm not going to judge them. Um, and that made me happy. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is lovely is that, um, you know, I remember watching this episode for the first time 
way, 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 way back. And then also rewatching it during my twenties and feeling very, very grateful that I have friends in my life that I could tell anything to. Yeah, and I, same, I yeah. did sort of think to myself at the time, mm-hmm. my God, this is turtle friendship goals, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like imagine being able to have a friend who wouldn't judge you, even if you did something really, really bad. And and I remember at the time being so cross with Carrie for sleeping with Big, but then also being very proud of Samantha for not judging her and for listening and and saying that's not my style. And I, I've tried to embody Samantha since, which is, you know, if a friend comes to you and confides in you with something, you're not there to judge them. You're there to mm. listen and you're there to help. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Especially ooh, especially after this year. <laughs> well, quite. Um, I mean, God, this, this year has been, I'm not going to say the unprecedented word because I'm fucking sick of hearing the word unprecedented. But, I mean, uh, it's more than, it's been more, than, more unprecedented, than unprecedented, isn't it? So um, no, and it's, it's kind of, you know, th- this is a year in which largely sex has been illegal. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it's let's not draw a fine line under it. For, for single people in 2020, sex was largely criminalised. Um, by the state and so I would not be judging any single person who has Mm. had sex this year like you can form you know like a support bubble well great it's also I mean it's also like it made me so angry that like the government never I think they did eventually but for such a long time they never properly addressed it Mm. um and it's it's a fundamental human need it's up there with like eating and and exercising so the fact that they just expected people to to kind of go without it like with no kind of explanation or guidelines was was and I think the ST, the uh, sexual health charities in the end said things before the government did yeah I think um, Ni- Nicola Sturgeon was the first UK mm. leader to actually say you know you can bubble up with a regular sexual partner um yeah. which I suppose if you're gonna do it it makes sense to revisit the same person yeah each time rather than not a myriad of different people but um yeah, yeah no I think this year 2020, we do not judge. We do not judge this year. Absolutely not. Um, I think that's a good time to take a little break, actually. Yes. Um, Before we get on to this week's question, which is, can we have it all? So, yep, Mm. we'll see you in a couple of minutes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello. Welcome back. This week, Dylan and I have watched season three of Sex and the City, episode 10, All or Nothing. And yes. Harry, Carrie and Big are still having their sexy liaisons. But the yeah. question that we have to answer this week is a slightly different question, which is, can we have it all? Which I love this question because it's one of those absolute garbage 90s questions. That, <laughs> that feels... can just be interpreted in like a myriad of different ways. Um, I, what I didn't, I like the question. What I didn't like is, was, was kind of the build up to it in Carrie's voiceover where she basically said like, have women been given too much choice? And now we just can't choose between anything because we're basically like, we've been thrown into a quandary because we've been given too much freedom. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, Carrie. <laughs> sure thing, feminism. Um, um, yeah. I agree. And it's a really long kind of meandering voiceover to get the, yeah. get to the question of, can we have it all? Um, yeah. Because I think that's kind of, it's almost the question, can women have it all or can we have it all, is the crux of the whole show, which yeah. is it shows women balancing love, career, family, friendship. <laughs> so if you go into this show assuming women can't have it all, then the show watch, is watch defunct. Yeah. You're so right, actually. In fact, the show could be called Can We Have It All, mm. couldn't it? Like that's literally is kind of the point of it. Um, yeah, that's true. Samantha has it all. Samantha can get DVDs delivered to her house. <laughs> imagine. I mean. Imagine that. <laughs> well, you say this. I remember. So I lived in London from 2010 to 2015. And Do you remember? Was it Love Film? Love Film and originally Netflix. Originally yeah. Netflix brought you a DVD. And my, my flatmate. Yeah, my flatmate did have DVD mm. subscription. And each week, I remember like the little little square package that it would arrive in. Yeah. But I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Like for listeners who who don't remember, it's when they're all sat in Samantha's apartment at the beginning. And Samantha's like, oh, it's this hot new delivery service. You can get anything you want. And it's like, Samantha's discovered Amazon Prime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. It was the beginning of the end, wasn't it? Amazon Prime, Deliveroo, Uber Eats. And I did get the other day, I had to get dessert delivered because I made quite an unsatisfying (laughs) stir fry. And I was like, do you know what? There is an ice cream shop in Worthing I'm going to get them to bring us cake at about Chris half to half got, 10 at night oh that's quite that's quite luxurious mm. um Chris and I got an amazing Japanese place near us Dottori if you live in North London try out Dottori it's incredible mm, okay. um what were we where were we can we have it all can we have it all can mm. Dylan can we have it all yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can um we yeah we can um, well, I mean, shall I play devil's advocate and say mm. we can if you are financially solvent? Yeah. I think um, yeah. I'm basing this on 
I'm going to be very careful in case the people it involves are listening. But there was... I love stories. I love stories that start with that. Mm. But there was there was a Facebook thread today about where to go to beat sort of supermarket queues. You know, we're, uh, we're recording this in, for yeah. context, we're recording this in prime seasonal madness and food shortages and carnage going on around us. And... Um, and and this this person basically recommended guys it's fine just go to the mm. most expensive place there's no queues they've got everything you need and i was like yeah. well yeah of course if you're shopping at like fucking selfridges food hall there isn't going to be a line of people with trolleys outside whereas if you were oh to go down God. morrison's or some shit yeah you know so i think the question in this episode is so vague that we could say yes or no. You know, we we yeah. we could, I'm sure we could make a um cast iron case for yes, you can have it all. But we could also, I think, probably argue not without compromise. And we could say all sorts, couldn't we? We could like talk about the struggles that our generation has gone through in comparison to like our parents' generation. We could say our parents had it all in some ways, but not in other ways. Like, we've got it all in terms of, I don't know, I mean, I'm speaking for myself here, but in terms of, like, um, sexual freedom and, like, the amount of information at our fingertips, mm. we've ha- we've got more than ever. But in other ways, like, owning property or being able to afford um, the bus, <laughs> um, we haven't got it all. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it depends how you define it, doesn't it? Well, this, so I suppose, really, it's, I think, in a different episode... Um, Carrie says it's there's like the holy sort of trinity of career, uh, career, love, and house, and you can only have two. Yeah, um, but but I think there's more than that because I think you've got your sort of your relationships, which yeah. includes your fat friends and family. Then yes, you have <laughs> love and romance. Then I think you've got career, which would include financial stability. And then I, sp- but I suppose it's we're talking a bit Maslow's hierarchy of needs as well, aren't we? Are you familiar mm. with Maslow's hierarchy of needs? It rings a bell. Um, I, I think I remember it from A level psychology. Yeah. So underpinning things we would quite like are the things we need, which include food and <laughs> warmth. Um, yeah. Food, warmth, safety. You know, whenever I'm having like full blown anxiety, my therapist is very quick to tell me, yes, but you're safe. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, this is correct. I am safe. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not in immediate sort of peril kind of. Um, and he always says, you know, when you, when things start to feel out of control and I've had to do this over the last couple of weeks between COVID and Boris Johnson, I've mm. had to kind of touch base and say, yes, but you're safe. You know, mm. the lights aren't going to go out just yet. You know, you're, you're okay kind of. So I suppose if we're looking at the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, we would all aspire to having an amazing career and wonderful life affirming friendships. Um, but they're kind of in the middle that those come above warmth and food. Um, but I would argue, I think you're right. I think actually in that bottom of the pyramid, I think sex maybe for a lot of people does come in there, which is you need that intimacy and that human connection and possibly maybe not so much sex, but um, companionship as well. Cause yeah. I think during 2020, we've seen the, how devastating loneliness can be. Yeah. And and I think actually loneliness can be as deadly as cold or 
or hunger, kind of, mm. um, especially for the elderly or the vulnerable. Um, so I think, but as you move up that pyramid, that's when we can start to ask questions like, can we have it all? Um, and then especially by the end of Sex in the City, to get back into context, mm. you know, I think as their lives became more outrageous, they became slightly less sympathetic because yeah. maybe the fun of Sex and the City was watching them try to have it all. Whereas by the last two films, those four women, they have it all. They've got yeah. nannies, they've got partners, they've got beach houses. Well, they weren't like real, were they? Not like, by they the end. Seem no. like, not by the movies. No. They didn't seem like real people. Like you don't, see those kind of people in real life. <laughs> no, I mean, and I have a ridiculous job in the media and I know I know even then. Even then. I know I know some people who who have very, very privileged lives, but not that level of yeah. privilege where let's all just go to Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Like we're not we're not there yet. So in terms of in answer to Carrie's question of can we have it all, I think you can actually if you have enough money. Um, yeah. Because I think money um, <clears throat> catalyzes everything else in your life. Like, yeah, you can have it all if you can pay helpers, you know, and mm. nannies and cleaners and assistants. Um, whereas that reminds me, um, that reminds me actually of, of something I wanted to say actually, because when we were when you were talking about like part of having it all for some people as a career, mm. and I just wanted to kind of say to listeners like. Because um, I think it's important to be open about this sort of thing. I don't have a career currently. You are a podcaster, Dylan Jones. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I think it's important to like, not. I was just thinking about this the other day when I was on my walk. Mm. I think it's important not to like, I don't know, like, obviously we're really positive and stuff, but I think it's important to be open as well. And there's like, there's no shame at the moment in, well, there's no shame ever in not having a job. No, my God. Particularly at the moment, there's no shame in it. So if any other listeners, I'm sure there are a few of you, um, have lost your jobs, I feel your pain. <laughs> Dylan has lost um, his job twice this year. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean that takes yeah. that takes some skill. No, it wasn't. I mean, I should really I should really stop um trying to ha- work in nightlife during a pandemic. I think that's <laughs> I think that's the problem. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, anyway. But I mean, we couldn't have seen this coming and no, I mean, now we'd I mean double figures of friends who have oh, yeah, same. who are either laid off, <clears throat> like seemingly endlessly furloughed with no end in sight or have just been let go Um, in a funny kind of way I think the endless furlough I think I would find that worse almost because it's just like you're on constant you're sort of in limbo like you can't look for another job and we've we've said this a number of times this year when we've been reviewing season two and three of sex in the city that it's very hard sometimes to sympathize (laughs) with (laughs) with their bullshit because (laughs) up at I mean in, in Carrie's lifetime and in our lifetime, we've never had a year like 2020. No. Um, oh my God, can you imagine what we're going to be like when we're pensioners and like we're surrounded by young people uh, and we're like, oh, we're you didn't live through 2020. Oh, little 
Jackson or some crazy future. I'm gonna made try and I'm gonna try and remember now. Right, I'm gonna try and make a mental note right now to remember in 50 years time to not do that. <laughs> just, well, no, because I mean they'll be like, but Grandma, we're we're living in riverboats now because the world is so flooded. You can't say shit because you didn't have to wear a mask in Tesco. <laughs> um, shall we get on to? Oh, speaking of money. No matter how much money I had, I would never pay, spend $1,300 on a plate. No, on a Charlotte. plate with a flower on it. Yeah, she's gone, she's gone mad. Charlotte. Um, no, and, and I, I didn't have a lot of time for her sulky little face either. For her nonsense. However, yeah. I was proud of her for negotiating her prenup with the quite immortal line, I'm worth a million. Yeah. Like a very, a very rare, like, camp moment for Charlotte. It was very um, dynasty, yeah. Yeah, she looked so beautiful in that blue dress mm, as well. Absolutely stunning. Um, what, yeah. Um, should, should I get a prenup, Dylan? <laughs> I, I was going to ask you about that. Well, I don't know, the it's answer, a bit old school. Well, well, here's the tea on prenups, which is they're not legally binding in the United Kingdom. Oh, really? So, so what's the point? All... What could happen is if Max was to try get a whole bunch of money out of me on our divorce. Um, oh my god, that's so depressing. Again, <laughs> it's so depressing that you have to think about divorce before you even get married. But um, the the court might look at the fact he had entered into a prenuptial agreement. Oh, I see. And I see. and sort of suggest. You know that that's kind of um, yeah. you know that they but might there was they a might seed of doubt or something. Well, not a seed of doubt, but no, they, they might say, "Well, look, you knew what you were getting into." And, right. But however, in UK law, Max would be entitled to half of everything I made during our marriage. Um, so yeah, that's quite scary um, <laughs> to think about. Um, I know that if like. I was entering into some, if I was mm. uh, and if the prenup said like if you have any boys you'll get another hundred grand mm. like I'd have been right I'd have broken up with him there and then I think like that is so out of order mm-hmm. <laughs> like and mad um, and it was interesting wasn't it when um, was it Samantha when they walked into the party who was like why does Charlotte want to be in this world and you know in that that plot continues to develop when it continues to develop when. Um, she gives up her job, I think, in a few weeks' time as well to glaze pots. (laughs) And you're like, oh. Um, But that's, I mean, it was interesting, yeah, sort of, like you say, when um, they go into the party and they're like, oh, look at them. And everybody is white and everybody is very kind of upper upper class and it's interesting because Charlotte's always been the most prim of the four mm. but again it's a bit like it almost like throws back to can you remember when they turn up at that baby shower dressed all in yeah. black it's almost like that which is Carrie's friends come from a different New York like um I guess again the arts and the media like publicity and although yeah. Miranda is a lawyer so one one would imagine Miranda was at home hobnobbing with the Manhattan kind of old money. But I suppose yeah. that, that's what Charlotte's gotten into, isn't it? The, the McDougals. I think last week when they were on the boat, um, Carrie said he's a doctor who comes from old money, which is something I've never really experienced. I've never really known anybody in my life who is like landed gentry. <laughs> Well, there isn't quite, I was trying to think, like, there isn't quite a British equivalent to the American Wasp 
thing because I've seen it on stuff like Gossip Girl mm. and things as well. And there is there there isn't really like even like obviously there are lots of people in in the UK who who have money, but they don't behave quite like that. Oh no, they be, they behave even worse because yeah. we have the aristocracy. So yeah. I mean, America is uh, in its infancy compared to Europe, and and so yeah, we 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 have the lords and the ladies, which is yeah. why America is so fascinated by the royals because they haven't got royals. Um, I guess in I guess in the UK, if Sex and the City had been set in London, Charlotte would have met like. Troy would be like sort of minor royalty, wouldn't he? And he'd be going out to his like country house in wherever, and there would be like wolfhounds and things like that. That's the equivalent. The Earl of Flangdarden or something. Yeah. Yeah. The the Baron of Glenmonkle or something. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Yeah, I guess that is the equivalent. Mm. Um, Yeah. And so that that only leaves us with fun sex. Dylan. Why was I grossed out by? Th- Am I becoming a prude in 2020? <laughs> I was great. This I was grossed out. Well, phone sex is 2020 approved. Like Zoom sex, yeah. Zoom sex, and phone sex. <laughs> now I must admit, I had the most wistful sense of nostalgia oh, for really? Miranda having fun sex because it's just so antiquated now because yeah. of course now if you were gonna do fun sex it would be facetime um oh. and i mean i love the bit where some sort of miranda is sat on the bed like sort of putting her lotion on and she's like, I'm naked. And she's, she's absolutely not naked. <laughs> um, I love, I love it. So it's kind of, it's got that sense of fantasy about it, which is in, we've kind of lost that. It's, and maybe it's because I'm a novelist or a storyteller that, you know, I, it kind of, I'm sad in a way that people don't need to use their imagination anymore because porn is so readily available now. Mm. And, you know, you can just get somebody to send you pictures at the drop <laughs> of a hat. And and I, it made me remember sort of, so this, I mean, right, I need to preface this by saying I went to university in North Wales. You know, we did not have a thriving LGBTQ organization at our university. There was a handful of gay people in Bangor and I didn't particularly fancy any of them. Sorry if any of you happen to be listening to this now. And so there were some times where there was like, this was pre-Gaydar. I know this, so this is before you can even remember Dylan. So just, oh, wow. I mean, this is like a history lesson. So, <laughs> so I, of an evening, I would play my lute and drink my mead. And, and then because there, you know, Gaydar was very, very new. Um, you would go to the back of your kind of like Attitude magazine or Gay Times magazine and they would have chat lines. Oh, my God. And you would ring them up. It was like 10p a minute um, and you would just chat to other guys, kind of. This is pre-transition. And so you would chat to and They probably had lesbian ones as well. So you would chat to other people and, you know, you would either just talk or, you know, you would do fun sex. And that's, wow. it made me really kind of nostalgic because there would be no, no one in the world needs that now. Like that is a dinosaur. That is now yeah. a fossil. Um, I mean, I don't know if those lines do, st- surely those lines are now redundant. They were, they were advertised in QX up until I left. Interesting. So, and I remember asking the publishers about it, saying, like, surely, like, does anyone call these? And they were like, yeah, people still do. 
Um, <laughs> it was mostly much older, so people kind of over over sixty and seventy um, would still call them. Wow. Um, yeah. But yeah, a, a very kind of like I imagine someone under the age of twenty five watching this episode would be like, "Oh my god, this is wild." But I'm all like, it's role play, and I think actually it's you know when when Miranda and George are going for it, you know, I think it's it, they're using their imaginations. You know, in the yeah. day in the days before broadband. You know, people had to somewhat use their imagination. I mean, I have had exchanges like sim- similar-ish to that over Messenger, mm. not on the phone, but like I've definitely had that moment where I've like made something up and been like, "Oh yeah, I'm wearing blah blah blah." <laughs> I'm wearing an outfit made of human skin. I'm wearing a harness by Bang London <laughs> <laughs> with brand names. Oh my god, I love! I'm wearing Andrew Christian oh, fluorescent yellow jockstrap. Nah, Ugh. sorry, Andrew Christian. If you want to sponsor us, then <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll not slag you off. Yeah, um, it's just. I mean, I could have said Aussie Bum. That's the other cliche, isn't it? Aussie <laughs> Bum and Andrew Christian. Um, but and um, I did, I did, obviously hilarious but it did i was it made me fond of the age of phone sex Mm. um and later on we shouldn't judge because later on carrie and big have phone sex as well maybe we should bring it back maybe this is well if there's any good time to bring it back it's now do you know i bet it, it we probably have like now, dear listeners, sometimes we ask you to get involved. Now, <laughs> Dil- Dylan and I are both in long-term relationships, so we have not needed to use Zoom for sex. Have you used Zoom for sex? Is there a word for it? Is it called Zooming? Um, is it, yeah, please do let us know. I mean, other other video conferencing services are available. Um, oh my God, so good. I'm so looking forward to hearing these stories. Please do send us. In, in, in the age of coronavirus, how are people having sex? And indeed, is fun sex back? Have you been, have you been on a bed of lilies? When in fact you've been on your sofa with the crown on mute, <laughs> waiting and like a bowl of crisps next to you. <laughs> what I'm touching myself, <laughs> just fingers doused in sweet chili sensations. Oh Don't touch God. yourself with that. The sweet chili. Oh my God! Have you had the duck? The duck ones. They're I have amazing. not. Now look into that. The duck and herb. Um, Carrie at the beginning mentions that Wiccan stuff. <laughs> So she is a witch. She is a witch. Because Aiden, like, they're, like, joking. Because Aiden's like, what do you do with your girlfriends? And she's like, oh, that Wiccan stuff. So that's what the Ouija board's for. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. See, this is what happens when your set designers are not reading the scripts for the next block. Because <laughs> Carrie can't make fun of Wiccan stuff. She has a Ouija board, yeah. Well, I think, I think you know, the, the, the only other thing that we have to, that we've really that we've not mentioned this week is the sheer ethics of carrying big. But mm. I think we, we somewhat covered that last week, which is yeah. it's such a car crash, you know, and poor, Oh, it's so horrible. Poor old aid. And in that last scene as well, I mean, actually, Oh my God, we've nearly, I nearly ended the podcast 
without talking about the most ridiculous part of this episode, which is Carrie sprinting. (laughs) No, Carrie sprinting through New York in red stilettos. Oh my God. So I have a fact about, well, not about this, but about this conversation. Go on. So do you remember before we were talking about this same thing and you mentioned Bryce Dallas Howard in Jurassic Mm -hmm. World as like the prime example of like when a man is like, you can tell a man's directing something. I was curious about this and I'm a Jurassic Park nerd. So I looked it up. She insisted on wearing the heels throughout. Why? The directors were were like, we don't want you to wear heels. And she was like, no, I want to wear heels the whole time. So it was her. Isn't that that wild? Like, what the fuck? Oh, do you know, it's... (laughs) I'm going to look into that because I have questions because this week, Max and I, and I would thoroughly recommend this, it's presently on Now TV if you have Now TV, which is sponsoring us now, so do watch Mm. Now TV. Um, Black Christmas, the 2019 remake. So there have been three versions of Black Christmas. Um, The new version from last year is written and directed by a woman and it's nearly all, the whole production crew is women as well. And from the very first scene, you're like, this is what a film looks like when it's directed by a woman. Oh, wow. They dress like women, not film women, women. <sighs> they all have shit hair and wear ugly clothes. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, we need to see this more because this is true. We need to move away from male gaze. And what we have come to realise is an acceptable way for a woman to look on a television show or in a film. And so do check out Black Christmas. It's great. Um, I think in like the second scene, a girl puts a tampon in. Amazing. Well, of course she does, because she's (laughs) on her period. Um, And she can't find her moon cup. (laughs) Amazing. Um, But yeah, just, it was so cool to see girls wearing big, ugly anoraks. Because it's Christmas. And like dirty train and dirty, yeah. dirty van. Shit jeans. <laughs> like, I was just like, yes, please. Can we please see more shows where actually mm. the clothing, the outfits and the costume in that film had clearly been really carefully thought out. <clears throat> and in a way that Patricia Fields really clearly thought out the styling on Sex and the City. But... I would say the costume in Sex and the City is as fantastical as the costume in Game of Thrones. You know, and yeah. you know, it's important, I think, as for the media in general to recognise that that women have been seen on screen in a certain way for a hundred years now since yeah. since the film came to be a thing. And and you know this and Sprinting. this is this is privilege because when I first saw this pre-transition, I saw no problem with Carrie mm. sprinting across Manhattan in um a slingback. You know, ridiculous mm. insane. She would fucking break an ankle, you know. Do you know what? Like I've learned a lot from yeah, like privilege for me as well. I've learned a lot from having these conversations with you because like to be honest, it hadn't even occurred to me. So I'm going to put my hands up mm. with that one. She would, she, <laughs> she, would, she would break a leg. She would break her neck while <laughs> running through the, you know. I mean, I kind of love the outfit. I love that she ends up kind of wearing a see-through bra and top because yeah. that's quite racy yeah. for Sarah Jessica Parker, actually. Well, I was a little, I, I thought it was a little bit like, I mean, obviously all power to her, but I thought it was a little bit stranger. I was like, okay, so you won't do a sex scene, but like your nipples are literally like <laughs> completely visible. Um, like, oh. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker was the executive producer of the show. Nothing was happening without her signing uh, off on it. So what, oh, yeah. whatever happens regarding Carrie 
we know Sarah Jessica Parker was involved in the decision making. And I know from having read the books around this that it was Sarah Jessica Parker who did insist on Carrie wearing heels and that that was something that was like really core core to her identity. Um, But, you know, it has has connotations for Trans Corner in in that, you know, Oh God, I'm so fucking sick of talking about her, but J.K. Rowling in her horrible essay. Who's that? You know J.K. Rowling? The Um, the transphobic wizard lady? Oh, she's that transphobic person. Yeah, the, you know... The transphobic wizard lady. She yeah. um, she said in her horrible essay that you know trans women think think that it, all it takes is a pair of Jimmy Choo's you know to be a woman. This is the same J.K. Rowling who, in a documentary, said you know her one indulgence is shoes, and she's literally there buying Manola Blahniks. Um, but no, um, maybe for some women, maybe shoes are central to their identity. Um, yeah. But I know because she's talked about this in interviews, that what Sarah Jessica Parker used to do is she used to strap ankle weights to her legs with the heels so that when the ankle weights came off, she felt free and able to move around for takes. So so she put herself through (laughs) even more pain so that when some of the pain subsided, she was able to run in the heels. Wow. In fact, one minute, the book is here. I have just reached for my Sex and the City book. It's pink. It's pink fake crocodile skin. (laughs) I mean, of course it is. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? The third season. Here we go. I realise now we should have probably been using this book all the way through the podcast. Yeah, because you've mentioned it a few times. So here we have an actual quote on this episode from Sarah Jessica Parker. We thought long and hard about Carrie having that affair. It was discussed and discussed. To the very end, HBO was chewing its fingers off about losing Aiden, bringing him back and then losing him again. Carrie's relationship with Big was already so complicated. It's not like she just met this man on the street and didn't know he was married. It's a very conscious adult decision to make and you have to deal with the consequences. HBO was worried about how to deal with it responsibly and how to make sure that Carrie's friends were real about her with it and that Carrie would be able to recover. Patricia Field says re-shoes. The foot is a very good place to work the sexy look. And we've got all the girls in high heels now. In the beginning, Sarah Jessica wanted to wear them because she loves them. And the success of her in heels really convinced them that none of the characters should wear chunky, ugly shoes or flats. (laughs) So there we have it. Thanks, Patricia. We love Patricia, but... Yeah, that's... But I think things have changed now. When When you look at catwalks now... Boots, boots are very in now. Yeah, and, and just big boots. Like, and I think the you know the absolute widespread proliferation of of streetwear, which you know when yeah. when you look at kind of off white or Gucci, they're basically doing sportswear as couture now, and, yeah. and so I think oh totally, it would be really really interesting now in like if this show was being made now to see like for example particularly what Samantha would have been wearing. Like, would Samantha yeah. have been wearing kind of like Off Y and kind of those kind of brands? Yeah. And it'd be interesting. Like, And it's interesting, like, back then, like, Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian were going around in strappy, strappy heels. And now they're going around in sports, in like trainers and tracksuits, aren't mm. they? So, mm. I mean, th- things do change. And I think back then, particularly in the early noughties, that um, 
sort of streetwear or sportswear became very kind of trashy, kind of Britney Spears velour tracksuit, yeah. kind of very jo- j- Jersey Shores kind of. Whereas yeah. I think at the time, but I mean the out. I mean, don't get me wrong, the outfit that Carrie wears when she's running after Pete, it's iconic. I mean the hot yeah, the hot pants, the bra, the red heels. It looks and I amazing. I love that but- they. Um, it it makes it ten times more dramatic that they just like clearly. If you look at like passersby and cars and stuff, mm. they clearly just shot that like in the middle of New York, like in the middle of the public. Mm-hmm. There's a guy, when Carrie's like screaming for Pete at the side of the street, if you look in the background, there's like a guy eating ice cream, like in shock, just like staring at her. That's probably a bad extra trying to pull focus. Oh my God, yeah, they don't leave anything to chance. And um, I mean, we love supporting artists having worked on TV shows, but, but they're there for very long hours and they're just mm. trying to do the best possible job. But mm. yeah. Um, so that's oh, oh one one thing I was going to mention um, a meta moment from Samantha when Miranda's like I can't believe I'm saying this but I can't believe it's just the three of us when they're talking about losing Charlotte and Samantha's like that's such a Charlotte thing to say is, yeah I was thinking the exact same thing by that point that kind of conversation was happening all around the world yeah. just, oh, that's and it shows it shows the stage that the show was at by that point, doesn't it? It was it was already like a sort of cultural moment, wasn't it, by series three? The impact. The impact. Yeah. Please come back and join <laughs> us when we'll be watching episode 11, Running With Scissors. Yeah. And until then, you can find us on social media at S-I-G-T-T podcast. I'm Juna Dawson. I'm Dylan B. Jones. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.